Hello and welcome to the Voice of Manhattan Business. I'm your host, Andre Archambault. On this weekly show, we explore the issues and challenges facing businesses in Manhattan. We cover everything here from taxes to land use to tips and tricks about how to grow your business, your practice, or your life. First off, a little about me and then we'll get right to my guest. Uh, I've been working in the media business for 20 years and, and then some. I've also been a Manhattanite for 20 years and I've been around the city my whole life. I work for a company called Reach Local, which is a digital ad agency for local business. I also host a mostly weekly uh, podcast dedicated to the greatest music ever made called New York Standard, where you'll hear jazz, Broadway, cabaret, and of course, standards. But enough about me. Let me introduce you to today's guest. That's Anil Milwani. He is the president of 212 Tax and Accounting Services, based at 370 Lexington Avenue at 41st Street. Anil, how long have you been in business? Uh, since 2008, Andre. So it'll be. Uh, we're happy to have our 10-year anniversary coming up next year. Hey, congratulations! So, so um, you've been in business for almost 10 years. Um, we're uh, we're in you know uh, early July, mid July time frame here, uh, 2017. What can folks do? Obviously, the uh, um, uh, the the 2016 for for most people, uh, they either filed or filed an extension uh, on 2015. I'm sorry, 2016. What can folks do uh, at this stage of the game to prepare for uh, either uh, completing? Uh, uh, their filing, or uh, what can they do uh, for 2018 at this stage of the game? Well, the, well, the main thing to think about with extensions, uh, if, if you don't already know this, is that it's just an extension of time to file, not an extension of time to pay. So if you have filed an extension and you think you may have a liability, or if you don't know if you're going to have a liability, at least prepare as much of the return or have the return prepared as much as possible. And if you do have a liability, that was not significantly paid off, and I went, when I say significantly, I mean about at least 75 to 90% of what you think you're going to owe, then try to send that money in as soon as possible. Because even though it was due by April 15th, sending it in by you know June 30th or July 15th is a lot better than sending it in by October 15th. So oh, sure, sure, sure. Estimate the liability as much as possible, if not, if, 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 or finish the return, and then make the, send in the payment of what you owe, or at least the majority of what you owe. Um, if, you, if you're unable to make that payment, the thing is you can't apply for a payment plan until the return has been filed. So if, if, you're, so if, you wanna, if you're looking like, look, I can't pay a significant or all of my liability, then the best thing is to file the return as soon as you can, and then either make a down payment with the, with the um, return and fill out or have filled out with uh, IRS Federal Form 9465, that's 9465, that's an application for a federal payment plan. So you can, like I said, you can attach that to the return, or you can file a return without it and then wait the four to six to eight weeks that it takes the IRS in New York State to process the return, then either give them a call or wait till they bill you and then call them and, then, and go on a plan at that point. If your liability is under $25,000, each Fed and state, so if you owe, for, let's say, for example, you owe 24000 to the IRS, Twenty four thousand to New York State. Mm. Still probably qualify for what they call a very easy slash streamlined payment plan. Because when it's under twenty five thousand, you literally make, you know, that phone call. It could take an hour or two to have to process the call, but they're not really interested in your financial 
information, your income, your assets to them. If it's less than 25k, they just want to start collecting the money. Sure. So that's the good news with that. So, um, and this is something, of course, uh, here at Two and Two Tax, we can, you know, if it's something you'd rather have assistance with, we're happy to help you with. And, you know, we we try to offer attractive fees on these types of services because we know that if you can't pay your tax liability, you're, you know, you're you're looking for also a not to pay a huge, you know, CPA bill. So, um, so if that if you are in this slightly unfortunate situation, you know, please feel free to contact us for that free consultation so we can walk you through the steps. Um, that's really the most important thing when it comes to extensions. I mean, getting the money in. If you sure. if you are, are if you're all paid up or you're mostly paid up and you're just waiting on that K1 form from investment or some other type of document or waiting for something situation to happen, then of course you know, there's there's no need to rush into it. You have until October 15th to file that personal return, and if it's a corporation or partnership, you have until September 15th to file that corporate or partnership return. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't. It's not panic mode yet. Give it till July or August, and then if at that point, if you you know, that's a, I'd say by the end of July, beginning of August, if you haven't received the paperwork yet, that's the time to reach out and, and really, um, you know, follow up for that missing paperwork or missing form. Sure, and I, I would imagine that uh, that that's where you guys can come in and and really lend some assistance. Yeah, definitely. Once you have all your paperwork, um, you know we can we, whether you've whether you've started the process on your own or with another accountant or you haven't started at all, we know we're happy to again do that free consultation either on the phone or at our office and let you know how much it would cost and how much time it would take for us to take it over and get everything cleaned up and filed for you. Uh, one one other tip when it comes to extensions is that if for some reason um, you you're hitting that September 15th or October 15th deadline and you and you are not getting that that form uh, that K1 or whatever you're missing because of whatever reason you can it, you, it's always better to file a return without it and then file an amendment later because by filing that return before September 15th or October 15th you you could be avoiding late filing penalties. And and later on, when you amend it, as long as you don't owe any more money or a significant amount of money, you you won't get penalized for amending. So that's a little tip if if, if you find yourself in that situation where you're not getting that missing piece, that missing form, that missing piece of information. No, that's a brilliant tip. <laughs> totally. So you know, uh, so uh, that's you know, let's we can dispense with deduction or I'm sorry, uh, extensions at this stage. Uh, what can folks do? Uh, in 2017 uh, fiscal year uh, to plan for uh, tax uh, for April 15, 2018. Uh, you know, uh, given that we're we're basically halfway through the year. Uh, I mean, and, and I would imagine that some of this stuff is going to be general, you know, quote unquote best practice. But then, you know, obviously every year is unique with the uh, with ta- with the tax code, whether state or federal. So, what can folks do right now? To prepare themselves for a better tax outcome uh, next year. Sure. So, I mean, let's start with the easy kind of classification of taxpayers. If you're if you're on a W-2 and you don't have any significant source of outside income besides the W-2, and you generally get a refund or owe a little bit of money, there's really not not much nothing new to do, right? You just you know if you have charitable contributions or or any type of minor deductions, obviously keep proof of those and keep keep everything for at least, when it comes to taxes, you want to keep everything for at least three years. So just hold on to that, so, you know, and make, make, make copies, back it up, scan it, whatever you need to do, so if you lose it, you have some kind of backup, create a little 
you know, paper folder, electronic file, so that come Jan or Feb, when you're ready to shoot up everything to your accountant or give it a shot yourself, it's all in one place. So it's really just about being organized like that. Um, and that also kind of, you know, goes with everything, right? If you are self-employed or a business owner, the more organized, the better, you know. But try not to say, try not to procrastinate when it comes to books and records. Like, oh, sure. I'll just do it all in December or Jan. I mean, if, you know, doing 12 months of organization, bookkeeping, accounting in December or January is obviously going to be a lot harder than doing it on a monthly or at least a quarterly basis. So at a minimum, what I always tell my self-employed or small business owners is really at a, at a quarterly basis, you know, do your bank reconciliations, review your financial statements, your your income statement, profit and loss balance sheet. And not only, of course, will it help you be more prepared for the end of the year in tax time, but it will also help you know where, where, where you're at, you know, where your business stands, how the year is doing compared to last year, how to plan ahead in terms of cash flow, estimated tax payments, mm, you know, sure. maybe some slow times of the year. You know, like for someone like myself, you know, we're, we're because we mostly do tax work, you know, February to, to April is huge. September, October is not bad. The, the points in between, you know, are a little bit slow. So, sure. you know, that being said, of course, we plan accordingly so that, you know, we don't find ourselves, oh, my God, how am I going to make this next payroll or how am I going to pay my rent? So, you know, all businesses have things like that where, of course, having your books reconciled on a timely basis will only help you plan for those, um, you know, harder times, you know, for lack of a better word. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's really obviously not rocket science. Being being prepared, you know, being organized, staying ahead of the game. Um, the estimated tax deadlines are April 15th, June 15th, September 15th, and January 15th. So whether you're self-employed or if you're not self-employed but you still have other outside income investment income capital gains, that, you know, waiting till the end of the year may incur penalties or just you just don't want that bigger bill at the end of the year, you know, send in send in money quarterly. Or even if you're not sending in all four quarters, you know, one or two quarters is better than zero quarters, you know. So if you did miss the April and June deadlines, which obviously have already passed, make one for September, make one for January. You know, it'll only make things a little less uh, harder to kind of put together come, you know, February, March, when you actually file that return. Um, and, of course, that's something else we can help you with also. If, you know, if you're okay looking at your tax return and figuring out your average bracket and sending in some money, if you're okay doing that yourself, go ahead and mail that check or make that electronic payment. But if it's something where you want a professional to review your situation and have prepare a more accurate estimate for you, we're happy to do that. We, you know, we're open all year round, and we'll, if you're already a client, of course, it's much easier. But if you're not a client, we'll take a look at your 16 return, look at your year-to-date numbers for 17, and then you know prepare an estimate for your last two quarterly payments. Uh, okay. So, so let me ask you. Um, that sort of brings up a great uh, a great point. So, how far back? I, I know some uh, firms will uh, uh, will do. I would, Using the term forensics is is probably way too intense uh, for this, but you know, let's say I have my records from last year, the year before. Uh, how far back are, are you able to go to be able to say, uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. IRS man, you actually owe me more money? Uh, how far back, or is that even able? Are you even able to do that anymore? It, so it's, there are some exceptions, but the general rule is three years from the due date of the return. Okay. So at this point, you're looking at, 
2014, 15, 2014, 15, and 16 are years that can still be amended to get refunds. 2013, right. which was due, so 2013 is a little bit of a yes and no. If you filed your 2013 return on time without an extension, it's now a closed year because, you know, 2013 uh, was due sure. April 15th of 14, and plus three years, April 15th of 17 has now passed. But so if you had done the extension. Filed, yeah, if yeah. you filed an extension in 2013, you still have till October of this year to right. amend it and get a refund if that's the case. Right, right, right. Got it. Okay. Interesting. I, that, it's a nuance that I, I never personally understood how far back you could go. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about the practice, uh, uh, your practice overall at 212 Tax? Sure. I mean, we really, you know, strive to be like New York City's tax and accounting firm. Obviously, we're not going to serve the entire New York City because no one would be able to do that. But, you know, we, we, we're... We want to be that firm that you call on when you, you know, you don't feel completely confident doing it yourself or walking into one of these retail tax chains. But again, you don't, you know, you don't want to be hit with like a $5,000 or an hourly bill, you know, or have to pay a monthly retainer or pay a crazy hourly rate. We're like right in the middle there. Whether you're just an individual or whether you're a small business owner, you know, we, we most probably are going to be a good fit for you, you know. Um, I, I would like I, I tell people there's usually one or two things, at least if not more, that happen in someone's life or financial life that make them reach out to us. Whether it's starting their own business, entity selection, you know, uh, picking up a second job or some side income, getting married, the unfortunate case of a divorce, um, career changes, moving, it's moving to a different state. Whether it's into New York, out of New York, we are licensed to prepare tax returns in any of the. I think it's 46 states that have state income taxes. So, you know, while most of our clients are generally New York City-based or tri-state area-based, you know, we are doing returns, you know, for most of the other states out there. Of course, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, California are probably the most popular ones. But we're definitely prepared to prepare any any states that are required, whether it's whether you live here and it's multi-state or whether you're you know, moving out of state uh, to take better of another opportunity or for your own personal reasons. Um, sure. So, yeah, and then for small business owners, you know, there are certain industries we have more experience in than, than others, and there are a couple industries which we, you know, don't choose not to work with because we feel that for certain industries, it's better to go with a CPA firm that really specializes in that industry. The ones we really have a niche in are real estate, uh, hospitality, restaurants, nightclubs, bars, um, doctors, dentists, lawyers, most service industries, you know, that's where we have most of our clients fall into one of those. Most freelancers, self-employed individuals fall into our kind of uh, client base. Um, so, and, that, and that's the other thing, the, the thing, you know, um, that I think has led to a lot of our success and a lot of our, our high rate of client satisfaction is that in that, you know, rare circumstance where someone comes in for a consultation and puts something on the table that we haven't really dealt with, which of course in the you know, world of a billion, dollar, billion word tax code, it's bound to happen, um, then we, we are usually able to refer them, you know, whether it's another CPA or and or a tax attorney or a, or some other type of attorney, you know, we're able to usually refer them to someone who's a, a better fit for them and mm. have no problem doing that because we're, you know, we'd rather have, uh, we'd rather receive no revenue and have a happy cost client than, re- than you know, try to 
get into something that we can't serve you with 110% confidence. You know, that's, that's the way I've always looked at things in life, and especially when it comes to running my own firm for the last nine years. Yeah, sure. No, that's true. So what are the... You know, in the, in the, the scheme of things, what what's what are some of the challenges that that uh, you as a business owner face today? Uh, not only as a business owner today compared to nine ten years ago, but then you know how how have the how have the ch- uh, those challenges changed um, from your clients' perspectives? Uh, you know, is the is the tax code more intricate than it was ten years ago? Uh, is it uh, so it's sort of a two point question. The first is, you know, you as a business owner, how have things maybe I'll a- maybe I'll ask that question in reverse order. Uh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the what are the greatest challenges that your clients face today? Uh, and then the second part is what are the challenge, the greatest challenges that, that you as a business owner today face? So the first question about the clients, I think that. Um it's it's pretty easy one to answer. Being in New York City, I mean, the unfortunately, the, you know, the high. Obviously, there's there's big opportunities here, right? You have, uh, you know, wide so many different um, millions of people. You know, whether it's the local residents, tourists, there's many people for businesses to serve and to, and to go after and make them their target customers. But that also goes along with the high cost of doing business. You know, you're not, you not you have the and you have federal, state, and city taxes and regulations that you have to constantly deal with. So I think that's the biggest challenge being in New York City is having these three different kind of governmental agencies to deal with. And then within those three levels of government, you have the, those agencies within the three, right? Like for example, in the restaurant industry, you have the Department of Health. You know, de- Department of Labor is obviously most industries. But then you have Department of Health in the restaurant industry, um, Department of Consumer Affairs. You know, those are run by the city. Um, Within the state, you have, besides the Department of Taxation and Finance, you have the Unemployment Division. So, um, you know, there's there's all these different kind of agencies and different kind of notices and bills that are always going out that, I mean, that's where a partner like us, you know, that's where small business owners see working with a, a firm like us, you know, 75%, Seventy-five percent, I'd say, of these notices or bills that go out, we can take care of as a CPA firm. But it's something—if it's something like you know, a more Department of Labor related, where you need a labor attorney to help you. Obviously, we we then work we then work with them together and bring in a labor attorney if if you need one. If it's Department of Health, maybe bring in some kind of you know a a, a law firm or another licensed firm that deals with more of these you know health and cleanliness issues that are that a restaurant, a bar, a nightclub may need to respond to. Of course, we bring in a specialist for that. So, so yeah, that's that's really the the kind of shorter answer is that in a city like ours, there's so many things to deal with. Where, again, I don't know from personal experience, but I'm assuming if you're somewhere in middle America, you know, there probably is less regulation on you. Mm, sure. uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe it's just Fed and state. Maybe there's not much of a local presence or, you know, obviously there's less taxes involved. Especially in a yeah. state like you know Nevada, Texas, Florida, um, yeah. Washington State, some of these states that don't even have state income taxes at all, you know that's right. a huge burden off the business owner, you know. Sure. So, um, and then the second question was, um, what do I feel are the most challenges for me? Yeah, sure. As a business owner in in New York City, uh, either from a day to day or month to month or year over year 
challenge. You have been in business for almost 10 years. So you certainly, you've seen a lot and probably seen it all, especially as a uh, CPA. Yeah, and of course, you know, there are certain trade secrets I don't want to, you know, expose, but I mean, I am pretty transparent <laughs> as it is. And, and, the, and the really, I'm just going to tell you the first thing that comes to my head, and it, it's, it's, it's HR, human resource and talent uh, recruiting and, um, and, and management, because being that smaller firm, you know, right now we're, we're four full-time employees, uh, we have a couple part-timers, and for taxis, we always add on two or three seasonal employees. So we're definitely a, an under-10-person company at, at the way we are right now. We're growing by one or two employees a year, and you know our growth is generally pretty good. But being that smaller firm, you know, it's it's to to you know pay those higher salaries, to offer those benefits. It, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do it as a small firm and still keep our pricing low and our fees attractive and all things like that. So that's really the biggest challenge. You know, what I mean, yes, getting business. You think it's going to be the biggest challenge, and it's never that easy to get business. But I think because we've had success with our client satisfaction referrals, our website, our re- online reviews, sometimes it seems like it's more of a slightly more of a challenge to to kind of the HR personnel side as opposed to the sales and marketing side. Sure, no, no, that makes good that makes good sense. I mean, there's obviously, like you say, there's there's uh, business development, but then there's also uh, internal relations, uh, employee relations, that sort of thing. Uh, and I would imagine, I would imagine that the purview that, uh, someone in your field has, uh, is it a, does it happen often where you see someone come in with, a, a an issue or a challenge, uh, and you, you either say, well, I've not seen that before, or B, I'm going to take that issue and apply it. To uh, to how we run a better business here at two one two tax. Yeah, that that definitely happens uh, once in a while for sure. You know, we we're meeting with all different kinds of people, all different kinds of business owners. You know, with several different industries, um, and it definitely does happen where oh, you know, that's actually a good idea. Let me see if, if that'll work out in my business or. You know, yeah. So it definitely has happened before. I can't come up with an example. I think right now, off the top of my head. Yeah, sure, it, sure, it, sure. It, yeah, but it definitely does happen for sure because you know I'm meeting I'm meeting with people all day long, whether it's potential clients or existing clients, either meeting right. or speaking to them. So that's what I love about what I do. I mean, there's, you know, it, it doesn't seem like a, too redundant or that I'm doing the same thing week after week or year after year. There's always something or the other coming up that we have to deal with or learn how to deal with and and all and do the best to offer our expertise to help our, our clients kind of, you know, solve these problems or move on to the next step or next level. Yeah, sure. Now, of course, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. I, um, so tell me more. Um, you had mentioned, you know, when we were discussing before uh, the show, you were telling me a little bit about uh, Melwani Business Management uh, and that that's a, a new entity for you guys. Uh, tell us a little bit more about what that is and how it differs from, uh, from two one two tax. Sure. So um, the the way it kind of the backstory on that is that um, uh, about you know seven eight years ago, a year or so into starting the firm, uh, one of my friends had invested in a nightclub in the Meatpack District, and they were looking to outsource all of their accounting, tax, HR, finance, you know, financial services. So uh, fortunately, they chose to work with us, and so for the last you know. Eight, eight years or so, 
I, we were the outsourced CFO slash controller of a hospitality and nightlife group, um, uh, kind of dealing with for two nightclubs, dealing with all of their, uh, like I say, accounting tax, HR. It was more than just accounting tax. We even we were kind of the HR department, also the payroll, all things like that. So from kind of getting a big exposure to the hospitality and nightlife industry, we were able to get obtain some more clients within the same space. Work with a lot of the DJs, models, promoters. Uh, sure. um, so that kind of gave me the inspiration to say, you know, not only not only people in hospitality and nightlife, but also entertainers, actors, producers, people in the entertainment industry are, are usually in need of, of reliable financial support because they're sure. out there using their talents to create, you know, different songs or movies or productions of art or writing or books. Um, and while they do always have their agents and lawyers, generally they want someone who's more usually a CPA, financially responsible, and always like keep an eye on, on the books and and like I said, the changing regulations and multi-state issues and things like that. Sure. So um, because two and two tax, I feel is more of like you know your straight up tax and accounting, you know, individual small business firm. I decided to create another division which we uh called Melwani Business Management. The website is trustmbm.biz. Um, still running out, for now running it out of the same Midtown Manhattan office. Um, plans are as we expand our client base to go into markets like Miami and LA because those are um, sure. cities that a lot of these clients have either homes in or they base themselves out of. Um, so it's kind of like another division to focus on more of that you know, entertainer, performer, artist, high net worth individual that needs more than just tax prep that wants a weekly, monthly, quarterly kind of their all of their their bill payment, bookkeeping, payroll, family office. Maybe in, we don't do investment advisory now, but we do have several investment advisory and financial advisor partners that we can introduce people to and maybe eventually bring that in in house as well, depending on how the business development of MBM goes. Sure, sure, sure. Well, uh, that's really, really exciting. You, you said uh, you said you launched that just last year, correct? Yeah, towards the end of last year, um, we we launched it, and now we we do have a handful of clients um, using that service, and we're we're looking to really develop it going into toward the second half of this year, going into next year, looking to develop that a lot more, um, just by general networking. You know, that's not really the type of business that is 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 people find online i think it's more networking with other entertainment attorneys agents sure. you know people in that field so um so you know if if anyone is looking for that type of service we're always happy to you know uh do in a more you know schedule a more extensive consultation to see if yeah, we can certainly each a, other. A, a, a higher touch uh, and probably i shouldn't even say probably but i i would know that it would it, it's it's got to be a lot more demanding because um, you're you're really in someone's business, and chances are in that world you're in someone's personal business. Um, they like us to be, yeah. We can exactly if it's sure. yeah, and especially and making sure that the personal finances, the business finances don't get commingled, which is something that ha- happens all the time, you know. Sure. So if someone who really wants that week to week or day to day service where they can, you know, you know, oh, you know, pay the vet or you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, transfer sure. money from this account to the other account or you know. You know this. This you know this thing. This bill needs to get paid, or this money needs to get transferred, or you know I'm going on this trip. Just notify the credit card company. I'm going to be in these countries at this time, so there's no issues, or you know. That so actually things like that, you know. Yeah, sure. I mean, that actually brings up a really uh, great question. My own sort of personal experience in um, 
I wouldn't even say the world of entertainment, although I've, I've, I was in that world for a bit. I mean, I, I, uh, but I, I just anecdotally know, uh, some of the horror stories that's, you know, uh, that befall musicians in particular, it seems, but sometimes it'll hit, you'll hear about actors or actresses or dancers, um, who entrust, uh, their businesses with their agents, uh, in particular and other lawyers and other folks in their, on their quote unquote team. I mean, are there controls in place at this stage to be able to ensure that, uh, that, that, you know, that there aren't any, uh, uh, hands in the pot that shouldn't be? That, well, see, that's where we would come in because sure. obviously it's a more customized situation depending on what level of authority you give us on your account. If you'd, if you'd like to give us full signing power and transactional power, we, we are happy to take that. I mean, we are licensed CPAs from New York, by New York State. And we do have, you know, there are different insurances we can obtain, whether it's for a specific client or our general insurance. And we're happy sure. to share the information and to let you know that, look, we're, I mean, hey, you know, un- unfortunate crimes and theft can happen anywhere. But sure. that's where we come in and say, look, if you want a, another third party or partners hey, handling this issue or all of these accounts or all of these, you know, financial situations, we're happy to do that, you know. And the thing with us is, like, we're, you know, I'll be honest, we're looking to get into the industry. So we'll work however you, your attorney, your agent, your business manager, however you want to work, however they want to work, we'll, we will come in and fill that role. It doesn't have to be all or nothing with us. You know what I'm saying? So. Sure, 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 sure. Well, that's exciting. The, the controls in place will also depend on the number of transactions, you know, sure. how many entities are set up, the, the kind of the, the level of complexity of the setup, you sure. know? Sure. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would imagine who's whoever's involved in the decision-making process, whether it's the client directly or their other uh, the other folks on their team. Uh, that that's probably the the biggest uh, sort of bit of uh, leverage, if you will, in there. Um, that's really exciting uh, to hear more about Melwani Business Management, and uh, I certainly wish you. And you, you said the 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 web address for that was. It's a trustmbm.biz. So it's T R U S T M B M, like Milwaukee Business Management.biz. Oh, terrific. Perfect. Well, I hope folks will check that out indeed. So, uh, Anil, if you had one tip for folks uh, at this stage of the game, uh, you know, knowing that there's some pending uh, tax legislation out there, what, what would that one tip be? I think at this point, now that it's almost July and nothing formal has been even uh, put in front of either body of Congress yet, I would say just go about your business. You know, think think as, as if nothing's going to change in seven, 2017. Um, you know, do all your your estimated payments, your budgeting, your forecasting, your planning. Do it all as if nothing's going to change. And if it does, you know, think of it as a, some kind of small bonus because it doesn't obviously look at rates are going to go up. If anything, it's going to be a reduction or a simplification, make things cheaper and or easier. So I wouldn't get hung up on it. I wouldn't put anything off because of it. I would go about your business because, like I said, it looked like it's mostly going to take place 2018 and going forward. And if it does take place and if they do kind of um, – make it effective retroactively, uh, I think it will only help most, if not everyone out there. So I, I wouldn't uh, get hung up on it at all at this point. Well, Anil, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, that's that's Anil Melwani, president of 212 Tax and Accounting Services, right there at uh, 370 Lexington at 41st Street. He's also 
the principal of um, Melwani Business Management. Uh, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Thank you so much, Andre. It was great. I hope to be back very soon. That was Anil Melwani. He's the president of 212 Tax and Accounting Services, based at 370 Lexington Avenue at 41st Street. Also, thanks so much to you for listening. The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. My name is Andre Archambault, and you've been listening to The Voice of Manhattan Business. Have a great week, everybody.